This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Now imagine a little girl with big energy is excited to see her friend who moved away. So she plans this fun sleepover party down to the tiniest details. Signs, activities, outfits, check. But when the girls are finally hanging out, it isn't quite like it was before. Her friend is different. She's changed. That and how the little girls deal with this unexpected tension is the subject of Kiana Loves Her Friend, a new children's book by Chicago author Natasha Tarpley. Welcome back to the show, Natasha. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So this book, I mean, this is the second one in a series all about this character, Kiana. Uh, this was, uh, Kiana Loves Her Family was uh, the one that kicked it off last year. Talk to us about the idea for the series to begin with. So when I was growing up, I... You know, a lot of authors of color will say this. I didn't see a whole lot of books out there that look featured kids who look like me. Um, That's gotten a whole lot better. But, you know, part of my yearning as a kid was not only to see books that with characters who look like me, but also characters whose experiences reflected the kinds of things that were going on in my family. You know, I had a... I was lucky enough to have a really cool childhood. Um, My sisters and my brother and I, we would do all kinds of fun stuff. And so for this series, I really wanted to bring that just fun, light, you know, family celebration uh, energy out into the world. Kiana's got big energy, right? It's really palpable throughout the book. I mean, was there a real life little girl in mind as you wrote the story? Or was that little girl you, perhaps? I mean... It, partly all of, I mean, all of the above. I was a very shy kid. I'm still a shy person. So I wasn't the the outgoing, you know, outwardly energetic uh, character that Kiana is. But I did have a lot of ideas. I had a lot of creativity. And I was able to explore that within the context of my family and, and my community. So mm-hmm. I definitely drew from that. Well, the premise of the book is is very relatable, right? You, we as adults, we know that we have these kinds of tense moments all the time with with friends and with family, and we've got to try to figure it out. We've got to work through it. Uh, you know, not the silent treatment, but we got to work through it, right? <laughs> and come together. You don't really see kids' books about that, though. Why'd you choose to tackle this topic? Friends are so important when you're a kid, um, and I just remember little moments when I was growing up when, you know, I was really close to my friends and then little things would happen like they wouldn't want to play the same game that I wanted to play or, you know, we started liking slightly different ways of dressing or things like that. Um, and so I wanted to, to, to give some space to that yeah. and to acknowledge that. You know, just because you have these moments where things aren't exactly the same, that doesn't mean that your your friendship is not intact. That means could mean that your friendship is growing as right. you guys are able to kind of acknowledge the ways that you're changing and really celebrate that. Um, yeah. So and explore that. You hold space for her disappointment as well. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that you have the adults, the parents intervene. Why'd you make that choice? I mean, kids can't solve all of the problems on their own. And I think a parent who has gone through this, who has had these kinds of experiences, can guide and offer support to a child and not necessarily tell them the answer, 
but acknowledge the feeling, as you said, holding space for that feeling of disappointment, of uncertainty, mm-hmm. and just providing a safe space for them to explore those feelings and offer some ideas about how they might move forward. Um Big lessons then in this book, right? I, I think it's uh, being open to change, as you said, making that space for disappointment, articulating our feelings, collaborating Absolutely. with friends. Any other big takeaways you, you want readers to, to have once they've digested this? Well, for this series overall, um, Kiana, as you mentioned earlier, has a lot of big ideas. So every book is kind of centered around Kiana's idea for that particular story. And I wanted kids to, in this series, really explore and celebrate and believe in their big ideas, but also be comfortable with this idea of change or that, you know, the the creative process is one that is not always linear. It's not the, you know, you have an idea and then the idea comes to fruition and, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the story. There there can be detours. They can You can change your mind about things. And so I want the series overall to be about that process too and, and not giving up on the ideas that you have just because they may not work out in the in the way that you anticipate initially. Natasha, you have worked on the Kiana book series with artist Charnel Pinkney Barlow. Uh, she's based in Indianapolis. What else can you tell us about her? I mean, her work is beautiful. Her work There's is that. beautiful. Um, the thing about working on children's books, illustrated children's books, is that there's not a lot of communication with the illustrator. So Charnel and I have never actually spoken. Really? We're, exactly. Even now. Even now. I mean, we're we are in communication through our publisher and then actually this is a side note. I hope she doesn't mind me saying this, but we are connected on Instagram and mm-hmm. um we found out that we both are really into hoodoo and and that kind of stuff. So she hooked me up on a really cool hoodoo class <laughs> oh, and nice. stuff like that. So we've, so we've got more in common yeah, than so you realize. Yeah, we've got more in common than we realize, yeah. But we are definitely communicating on that level. But, you know, we don't. besides it's not real until you connect on Instagram. Anyway. Of course. <laughs> exactly. We all know that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least in this day and age. Uh, but I mean, shout out to Charnel, because I mean, as I said, this book is beautiful. And uh, I'm looking at your hardcover now. You've got drawings, uh, which I love from on every page. I mean, from yeah. cover, literally from cover to cover. What did yeah. you think of that? I think her work is just amazing. I mean, she's a talented artist, but the nuance and the the cultural details and the and the really the way that she captures like a childhood energy. Yeah, it looks like yeah. how I would color with crayon, except yeah, exactly. Chanel does it way better. <laughs> exactly. So I am very happy. Uh, with her work yeah the details in the hair you could tell what are braids and what are twists yeah. and curls yeah beautifully done uh, so choosing the right artist for for these books I mean you are not very much involved in that this is all it sounds like through your publisher publisher but yeah. I mean as the writer how important is that part of the process anyway like once you've put the words on the page how important is it to then see what the visuals end up being I mean it's really important but like you said, I don't have a whole lot of say. In, Do you in have that. something in your mind's eye as you're writing? I actually don't usually have that uh, in my mind. I I do see things visually in terms of like how a scene will play out or how you know something in my mind uh, helps me to write uh, as I picture it. It helps me to write it. But I don't have a detailed idea of this is how the illustrations should look. You know, every picture book that I've done 
has just been this wonderful surprise. Um, and I've, I've been pleased with all of my illustrators uh, because you, once you put something out in the world, it's just kind of amazing to see how someone else interprets it and, yeah. and how it comes to life in someone else's imagination. Absolutely. I remember the last time you were on Reset with me, this was back in 2021 for your book, The Me I Choose to Be. Right. And I remember us, speaking of illustrations, I remember us raving about those as well. I mean, yes. the images in that were very vivid. And uh, I thought, oh my gosh, Natasha's got a real knack for, she, she sure <laughs> knows how to pick them. <laughs> I wish I could claim it. I thought she sure knows how to pick them. But I, I mean, the Me I Choose to Be was in 2021. Now you've got this series that you're unfolding with Kiana. What are the biggest lessons you've learned along the way, along this journey? And you've been writing for a long time. So this has been, this has been a journey, but especially when it comes to children's books, because it's not an easy route, I'm hearing. Not an easy market. Yeah, it isn't an easy market, but I've been fortunate to be able to continue to write for over a long period of time. As you said, my first picture book, I Love My Hair, came out in 1998, mm -hmm. so I'm d definitely dating myself there. But that book has still, you know, had a robust life, continues to, to reach readers, so I'm, I'm just very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to bring to life the things that are so important to me in terms of nurturing the self-esteem of black children and creating spaces where they can really see themselves and celebrate themselves and all the nuances of who they are yeah. and be able to bring that um, out into the world and use it as a source of power um, as they kind of navigate wherever they are and whatever situations they find themselves in. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up I love my hair, and uh, it makes me think of the success of Bibbidi Bop Barbershop, too, right? Your other yeah. book, um, both, I think, really, really empowering, not just little black girls, but black boys. Is there pressure, then, on your part, Natasha, to keep those hits coming, right? Now we expect this from you, which is a good thing. Yeah, I, I don't know that I see it as, as pressure to keep the hits coming. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. You know, it's hard to think of them as hits. But I think for me, there's an evolution of um, those early books being very specifically oriented around issues like hair. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was something that caught people's attention, especially when I Love My Hair came out. That was one of the earliest books that was about this theme. And for me, underlying that and, and perhaps the most important part of it was to create those spaces of joy and imagination and creativity. And I think that's, for me, what has been the most important thing to, to carry throughout yeah. all of the books that I do. I'm curious how you decide what might make a good series versus a one-off title. Um, I don't know that I absolutely decide that. Uh, this one, Kiana series, was definitely a series that I pitched as a series. Because okay. A three-part? This book, ha there are four books now signed up in the series. So the one that's coming out this week, and then there's another one about school, and then there's another holiday one coming out after that. Uh -huh. So those are the four that are signed up for this. And I definitely wanted to create a series that featured this African-American girl who had this big energy, who had all of this creativity, 
um, but who was really firmly like grounded in her family mm-hmm. and had this extended network of support. Um, you know, I looked at series like Fancy Nancy and, and things like that. Fancy and Fancy Nancy. You know, I, I just wanted that energy to be out there for black girls. And, I, and there are other... There are other series like this as well, but I, I definitely wanted that to happen. Um, is that where you draw most of your inspiration from? Just, just sort of thinking back to your own childhood and some series that were available for you at that time? Or are you sort of also looking at real life and what's happening around us? Absolutely. I look back in my childhood as as a source of inspiration because, as I said earlier, that was a time when I felt so firmly entrenched. I, I call it in this bubble of blackness, kind of growing up on the south side of Chicago um, in predominantly black neighborhoods where we had neighbors who were characters in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. There were all kinds of stories in those communities. And we had such support for exploring. Uh, We rode our bikes. We climbed trees. We did all kinds of stuff like that. The good old days. The good old days, right? And so I feel like that kind of energy needs to be brought into where we are now Um, And then I also look at where we are now, at the things that kids are facing, especially um, some of the challenges that are directed towards people of color, like with book bans, with, you know, some of the incidents that are still happening with black kids in their hair in school. And we need these places where we absolutely nourish and nurture our children and, yeah, provide that for the other the rest of the world, too, to acknowledge that our kids are kids and they are full of life and ideas and joy, just like, you know, not to make a comparison, but that's who we are and yeah. that's what we need to celebrate. Beautiful. Uh, that is Chicago author Natasha Tarpley. Her latest book, Kiana Loves Her Friend, will be available wherever books are sold this Wednesday, December 13th. Great to meet you in person finally, Natasha. I know. And thank, thank you so you much. Thank you so much, Sasha. I appreciate it.